You're listening to the Elim Church Northampton podcast. This message was recorded live as part of our regular Sunday service. We know that this is a great investment into your life. So tune in and give it a listen. For more information, visit elimnorthampton.com. Just before I begin, just say thank you for everyone that has made the effort tonight. Also, there's people in the overflow in the chapel. And so, uh, if you can see us, hi. Um, and uh, just, that's good. Thank you to all of you that has, uh, all of you been part of the serving teams this year. Worship, media, sound, door people, cafe, everybody that's helped to, to manage a, a weekend gathering and all the other events. We do appreciate you loads. Thank you so much for all that you do. Those that lead home groups and everyone that, that uses their gift and time and talent um, to serve, we thank you. For every one of you that's given financially to our church, without you, we couldn't exist. So I want to say thank you so much for every penny that you've given uh, to the church to help its mission. So we are so grateful to you. Um, I want to just give a little few seconds update on the building. And then every Sunday till the end of um, uh, next week, uh, next, next month, we, we should have some final concrete things. But can you please pray for three major things that you can see on that screen? Obviously, change of use. So there is, there is a, every, at the moment, everything that has come up has been uh, responded to. There's a few other things that need to be responded, but we think that's going to be okay. But there's another two things under there, that utilities and agreements. The, we found out that on the journey that the opposite building to us also uses our electricity. Well, I say ours, it's not ours yet. Um, they use the building's electricity, which we build, and we need to have a new agreement. So there's been lots of lots of research and ongoing conversations. So please pray that this company will, that, I mean, they need our electricity or their company will close down. So we, we need some agreements done quickly and then the final one is insurance policy this is a real big one that we may hit some uh, have some problems with like sort of fire safety things but this next two weeks is really important as we seek out some advice and professional people so please pray for these stumbling blocks for God to remove so by February the 3rd planning decision will have been made and so uh, time is quickening up now We've, we've been going for some months doing lots and lots of work. So they're the three things. Please, please pray for them. And also at the end of our meeting, we've got our first fruit offering as envelopes around. If you've not come prepared tonight, there's a code on there. Take it home, zap it, and then you can give a first fruit offering towards the building. And then we'll pray that God's will be done over these areas and let every crooked path be straight. So I want to talk to you tonight the title of my message. Did that work, Paul? How did that, did that work? Oh, it worked. Brilliant. Oh, it didn't. Oh, you pressed it. Oh, I thought I was doing really well there. I'm going to turn it off. I've only got four slides. I want you to think about something. Um, it's interesting that Donna was talking about a prayer list. I, I wonder if, if you have thought about moving into 2024. I wonder if you've got in your mind some of the things that you are wanting to plan, some of the goals, some of the dreams, some of your priorities that you want to see happen in 2024. 
Have you, have you begun to think about them already? The things that you would love to see happen, some things that you're gearing your mind up right now for, some things that you're praying for even. But I want you just to, just, just for a few seconds, think about those things in your mind right now, which is priority for you as you move out of this year into a new one. I want you to ask yourself a question in your mind, the things that you know that you're going to pursue this next year coming in your life. And, and as you begin to think about that, they'll become in priority of order in your mind. And you'll find one which is a big goal or a big dream or a big adventure. What, what is it that, that floats to the top of your life? What is the list of your priority as, as we stand before the Lord tonight, moving into a new year? What is on your list? I was thinking about as a church, as a corporate church, what would be on our list as we move into 2024? What would be the priority? And for me, I begin to wonder, well, there's a lot of energy gone into this building thing and you know, people's given sacrificially. Already we've raised around 140,000. Um, we, we wanted to reach 150, so we may do that in this first route offering. So thank you so much. But as I begin to think about it, the building wasn't actually the priority that came floating into the top as I was just thinking about the future. It wasn't that, the building wasn't the priority, even though it's important. Even though it's a goal, it wasn't the priority that, I, that, that surfaced to the top, floated to the top of my thoughts about the future of this church and going forward. In those things, there was like development of leadership, like some of you in this room that will be future leaders in our church, future people going into ministry. That also is a part of priority where I want to see the body of Christ fulfill their God-given potential. That's important to us. But, and then obviously premises which will facilitate growth and community and outreach. But then I begin to think about what is priority for our church and what actually should be one of the main priorities for your life. As you readjust your thoughts and begin to move some things out the way to give God some room to put his priority at the top of your priority. Because I believe if, if, if this church, just the numbers in this, in this room and in the chapel, made God's priority their priority, we would, we would have no room in the new building next year. And because we don't make his priority our priority, then we only see a few people come to Jesus. But what would, it what would it look like if the majority of our church, those that would call this their home, alongside all the other priorities, which is not bad things for your life, that would give God room for his priority to see people saved? Because do you know, at the end of your life, the only thing that you're going to take to heaven with you is people, is souls. You can't take your business, you can't take your car or your house you're not going to be able to take any of that. The only people, only thing that you will take when, with, to heaven with you is souls. Is the people that you've helped reach. Now you may not be an evangelist. You may not be able to preach. But because you've faithfully given financially, you've helped fulfill the purpose of God in reaching people. Because you've served on a team, helped facilitate and welcome people as they come into this building or into events and they've given their life to Jesus. Jesus. 
then you're a part of helping this church bring God's priority to the surface of our lives. I want to know individually in your life, at the top of your list in your mind, did any of your family or your friends or your colleagues was in that list of seeing them become Christians? Because if they're not there, they won't become Christians. And I'm praying the Holy Spirit will do something in us as a church that would shift some priorities around in our life. And of course we want to get blessed. And of course we want to prosper. But amongst all those priorities must come God's priority of reaching the lost. And sometimes we can forget. That's why the message today is don't forget as you move into 2024. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will do a work in our priorities of our life when we face 2024, that not only we are planning to make more money or to make better things, that we are actually making room so we can think about how we can help reach people for Jesus. Because if we are going to seek first his kingdom, that means that God's got to come first. And I know it's so easy, like tonight's message will probably speak to you for an hour. The bells will ring, we'll pray Happy New Year, and then we get into real life tomorrow or Tuesday, and the busyness comes back, and then we begin to take care of other priorities, which is right, and all of a sudden, we can begin to forget God's priority. You know, even as a church, we can forget God's priority. We can be so consumed with things that actually are not his number one priority. And if you were to ask the Lord what's his priority, he would say, why do you think I came? I came for people and I came to die for them so they could be forgiven and come into a relationship with me. See, that was his number one priority. And if he didn't make that his priority, you would not be sitting here tonight. So as a church, as we move into 2024, as an individual follower of Jesus, I'm asking you, would you make room to make his priority yours with all alongside all your other priorities? Because they're not bad, the things that you want. New house, new things, nothing wrong with those. But don't allow those things to crowd your life so much that his priority goes all the way down to the bottom that you forget of why he saved you. He didn't just save you to bless you. He saved you so you could be a blessing. So as a church, the responsibility or the trumpet call is that whatever God does for us with buildings or whatever in our life, they are only there as a tool to reach people for Jesus. And I want to help you because I know that it's so easy to forget God's priorities. I don't know about you, but my memory is getting worse. As many as you know, I'm 60 tomorrow. 60. Can't believe it. Linda was 60 before me a few months ago. I know she doesn't look it, 
But now we're both 60, we're thinking half our life's gone. You know, we're at the end of it. We've, We've done the middle bit. Now, you know, God spares us. We don't know how many years, but my Lord, what? We make a mark. This is our 20th year in this church. We have to make a mark on seeing people come to Jesus. So this time next year in the New Year's Eve service, whatever venue we're in, we want to see some new people that has never met Jesus singing the same songs that we're singing. And here's the thing, you're going to have to help make that happen. Because God has called you to be witnesses. And with God's grace and God's power, we must remember that's what he wants to do. But I know it's so easy to forget because I have to write things down myself. So many times, make a list. Because they're so easy to forget. There was an elderly couple, a little bit older than me and Linda. And uh, they were getting more and more forgetful. So they decided to go to the doctor for a conversation. And the doctor told them, listen, you need to start writing things down because you know it's easy to forget. So when they went home, the old lady said to her husband, look, I want you to get me a bowl of ice cream, write it down. And he said, I don't need to write it down. I know you want a bowl of ice cream. She said, yeah, but I want a bowl of ice cream, but I want cream on it. Write it down. And he said, I don't need to write it down. I I know what you want. You want a bowl of ice cream with cream on it. And she went, yeah, but I want a bowl of ice cream with cream on it with a cherry on the top. Write it down. And he said, I don't need to write it down. I know what you want. I know you want ice cream with cream on it and the cherry on the top. I nearly forgot what the third one was. <laughs> so he goes off into the kitchen and he's there for half an hour just thinking, where is he? So he comes out of the kitchen with a plate with bacon and eggs on it. <laughs> so she looks at him for a few seconds and she said, where's the toast? You see, you know, it's so easy in life and the challenges of this world to forget why you're here and why God saved you and saved me. And there are some things that we can help one another this year that we will be reminded not to forget why we exist and why God saved us. And so I want to bring three things to you just to help that every week when we come together, remind one another of these things. Because if we do that, I believe that we'll get more people who will profess Christ as Lord, not only in our church gatherings, but also in your workplaces, in your families, and wherever God's placed you. Because it becomes your priority. It doesn't get left in church on Sunday becomes a part of your life. So the first thing that we need to remember for one another together is prayer. We have to remember together to pray for each other and keep remembering and reminding each other, look, will you pray for me? Pray for me. And so the Apostle Paul says, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Remembering you in my prayers. 
Would you remember to pray for the church? Would you remember to pray for the leadership? Would you remember to pray for those that you're in your life groups or, or in your ministry groups? Pray for them that God would do something in their heart for them that only he can do. Because without this first, this first stage, we'll never be effective for God. Why? Because Paul prays not just to pray a prayer. He prays specifically a prayer that, that God would do something for them. And that is this. He said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. See, most of our worship today was about knowing Jesus and connecting to his presence. And Paul's prayer priority is, if you're, he was saying, if you're ever going to be effective for God, then you must make sure you get close to Jesus. You must make sure that you don't allow anything in your life to help you disconnect from him and his purpose. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And the devil will try and disconnect you from his presence. But prayer and worship connect you to his presence. And Paul said, I keep asking. The words is a one, it wasn't a one-off prayer. Church, we have to keep praying for each other that Jesus will become more real to us because it's so easy to get a hard heart. It's so easy to backslide. It's so easy to have a one encounter with God and then forget about that he still exists every day of our lives. That you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope that he's called you. Two things that Paul prays. Number one, that you'll know Jesus more. And number two, that you'll not get distracted and know what your purpose is. That's what the Apostle Paul prays. And that's what we need to pray for each other and remind each other of. How you're doing? How's your walk with Jesus? Come on, do you remember what he's called you to do? And the first thing, obviously, is worship, to know Jesus more. And also the third thing is that and is in incomparably great power for those who believe. Did you know that, that his power is the thing that we need to live a, a successful Christian life? You can't do it with your power. It has to be his power. His power is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. This power is, is able to break the addictions over our lives. This power is able to deliver us from anything that holds us back from following Jesus. It's this power that is greater than any other power that is in this universe. And Paul says, I pray that you'll know him better, that you'll know the hope that is in you, his purpose, and I pray that you know his power. You see, when, God, when you encounter God's power, it changes everything. His power is unlimited. His power can break things off you that's held you for years. His power can break you free from things that has held you back since childhood. His power can break every spirit of fear and addiction off your life. His power, there is no limit to what he can do in your life. And if you've struggled in 2023 trying to break free of things... It's because maybe you need his power to come and move and breathe in your life and raise you from 
the grave. Come on, get up, get up, get up. Out of the grave. See, you can't get out of the grave without his power. His resurrection power. And Paul says this is the kind of power that's available for you. You see, it's great to have counselling in its rightful place. It's great to go back and visit things that have affected you in your life. But let me tell you something. There is no substitute for God's power. And he is able to do that. He said, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power in in your spirit, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Have you ever thought about that verse? And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. In other words, it goes past your brain and into your heart, into a knowing this kind of love that you can't explain that you don't deserve. Paul prays that if you would get to know him more, if you were to get to know how much he loves you, you'd be amazed what you will do for the Lord. See, the Apostle Paul says, it is the love of Christ that compels me, not the love of not the love for God. It's the love of him being made known to me that makes me do what I do for him. See, when Jesus encountered Peter when he betrayed him, he said one thing, do you love me? Of course I love you, love, more than these. Okay. And after the third time the penny dropped, yeah, Lord, I, you, know, you know more than me, but you know I love you. He said, okay. Now you know my love, go do something for me. It's out of a relationship with Jesus, his love being made bigger in your heart, where you become more free and more dangerous for God. Because religion then doesn't drive you. Good works doesn't drive you. Nothing drives you, only how much God loves you and you can never repay him. And because he loves you so much, all you can do is love him back. That's the kind of thing that Paul prays. See, in the same way as we've took communion after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it. Listen, in remembrance of me. You can't leave Jesus out if you're going to be effective for him. He has to come priority in your life. Your personal relationship with Jesus in 2024 is top of your list. And I tell you, all hell will break loose to disrupt your relationship with God. Your prayer time, your Bible reading, your church activity and attendance. The devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. What? your relationship with God because he knows the source of your strength and the source of your effectiveness comes from him. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. We can't bypass our personal relationship with Jesus if we are actually going to be effective for God. 
So can I plead with you in 2024? Can I ask you to make priority your personal relationship with him? Can I ask you to pray for each other that God would help us to understand his love? To help us understand how much he has done for us. To know his power. To know him and his purpose. And when that happens to us, the overflow of that encounter and that revelation, because it's revelation that helps us to know his love. And that's why Paul prays for a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. It's a supernatural thing. It's a download from heaven that helps you to get to know him by the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said, when he comes, the counsellor, he will come and he will teach you everything about me and he will lead you into all truth. See, the Holy Spirit is the person on earth representing God the Father and God the Son. The Holy Spirit, his presence in us reveals Jesus and gives us the strength to live a life that honours him. Paul says, I remember you in my prayers. Guys, don't forget to pray for one another that we may know him better. And out of that comes secondly, after you begin to not forget about your work, your relationship with Jesus, he comes first to know him. Not to do for him, that comes next. Because the next thing that comes is then your gift. You offer your gift back to Jesus because he's given his greatest gift to you. And so when I talk about that, that's why Paul says to Timothy, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that is in you by the laying on of my hands. So Paul had to remind him of a gift that God placed in his life so he could use that to serve the body of Christ. And every single one of you that's born again today has been given a gift or gifts by God so you can serve other people. And so if you've not been serving in 2023 in our church, I'm asking you to get your gift that God's given to you and use it to serve other people. I pray in 2024 we can break the stats that always says that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Can we break that in 2024 where the whole body are not just spectators, but also participators. That you, you make a decision that you're not going to come to church next year just to sit and watch the show. It's not a cinema. That you will make a decision to come next year, next Sunday, ready and willing to serve God and to give to God. Give your finances to him. Some of you are not given in 2023. 2024, you need to start offering your finances to the Lord. Offer what belongs to him in worship. The Bible says, therefore, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. 
For this is your spiritual act of worship. It's offering our gifts in our abilities, on our finances, which we give back to God in response to his love for us. Because without your gift of your serving and giving, we cannot help anybody. If everybody that served in our teams in this church all decided to come and watch Donna sing and me or Linda preach, I'll tell you, it would last a month and we're going to die. And all of us would end up miserable because God would leave too. So I'm asking you, if you're able, if your body is able to move, that you think to yourself, I'm going to get involved in church, even if it's only once a month. I'm going to start to give. I'm going to make a decision from tonight that I'm not going 2024 dishonouring God with my finances. I'm going to offer my gift. I'm going to offer my talent. And I'm going to offer my tithe to the Lord because of his great love for me. Because it's with those gifts and with your giving that we're going to see lost people come to Jesus. There's no way that I'm speaking to you tonight to get more money in the offering so I can have more salary. Not interested one bit. What I'm interested in is that you are fulfilling God's will for your life. And together, we can see some people come to know Jesus and then one day turn around and thank you for your tithes because your money helped them get through that door. And thank you for welcoming them on the welcome team and in the worship team and on the media team and on the sound team because all those things at times are really overwhelming and feel like you're not making a difference. But when somebody gives their life to Jesus, it's because you was in place and did the right things on one morning and somebody came alive to God. Can we get serious in 2024 in this church and see a, 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 like a row, all this row full of new Christians, not, not recycled ones. Now, if you're from another church, you're so welcome. And we love you. Just get involved. Okay? Don't just cream everything out of us and, and drain us dry. Use all your experience that you've had from other churches and, and use it to serve God. You're welcome. We love you. You're part of the family. But listen, we want some newbies. We want somebody that doesn't know what blessed means or glory or hallelujah or any, any religious language. We, don't, we want some new people that will get up here and go, do you know what, last year I was a heathen, I was in a, a prostitute, drug den, I was doing stuff that I shouldn't be doing, I didn't know God, but because you existed as a church, I'm here today. We exist for others that doesn't know Jesus. Now we want great meetings and we want good preaching. We want you to be blessed and encouraged. But if, that's, if it stops there, we do not fulfill the purpose of God in which he's called this church to do. We have to allow that to overflow so it touches people that's sitting right now in the dark and doesn't know God and don't know what next year is going to bring to their life. See, what we don't understand is that God for us 
God for us has already planned out purpose for us. He's already planned it out for us. You know, when we're walking into 2024, God's already walked it. He's the Alpha and Omega. Every year that you walk into new, he's already been there. He's already gone before us. Every single year from when it started to when it finishes, God's already, already been. And looks back and says, right, here's a brand new year that I've walked for you. Walk in it. And so I want to encourage you. Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, see, it's always in the view of what God's done for you, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Offer your life to him as a living sacrifice, for this is your true and proper worship. And then Paul says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. We've got to remind each other because we forget. We've got to pray that we get to know Jesus more. Pray for one another. And we've got to serve. We've got to keep reminding. Come on, let me remind you of the gift that God's put in your life. That gift is not just for yourself. It's for the body and also beyond. The gift that God's placed in you is to make a difference. And if you add your bit to the rest of everybody, there'll be a revival and revolution in Northampton. If we'd all come together and realise it's a responsibility that God will hold us accountable for when we stand before him. Did you know that? You won't be judged for your sins if you're saved, but you'll, be, you'll have to give an account of what you've done for him while you were saved. Come on, say Amen. The reason why this is so important, because look at the news. People's dying left, right and centre on our doorsteps. The world, let me tell you something, the reason why Jesus hasn't come back yet is because there's still people need saving. That's the only reason he's not returned. It's because he knows there's still some people that the church has to reach. And we are in the last days, folks. But we have a job to do. And we can't forget. And the third thing is, and you'll be saying, thank God for that, because it's going to be 2025, time that you finished. <laughs> you can't forget your mission. You can't forget the mission. This is what Paul says to the Ephesians. Remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away are being brought near by the blood of Jesus. See, if you forget your mission, that Jesus died for you and saved you, then it's all over. And Paul says, I want you to remember that whenever it was that you give your life to Jesus before that, you were going to a lost eternity. But God's grace found you. His love chased you down and revealed himself to you and brought you into his family. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of yourself. It's the gift of God for no one can boast. So for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. 
Did you know in 2024, God's prepared some things for every single one of you that he wants you to do for him? And here's the sad news. You can miss them. Because we can forget of his purpose in our life. See, God wants to work in you, but not only in a church setting where you offer your gifts to your brothers and sisters and for the people that come in that doesn't know Jesus. That's not just the harvest field. You see, what you don't realise is that if you could count the people in your workplace and in your families and in your friendships that doesn't know Jesus, every one of you would count them and write them down. You think about that harvest field that you walk into and live with every day of your life. We get one and twos come to a church, come into a meeting and we put our effort in and we preach the gospel and some get saved and that's awesome. We have baptisms. But every day you walk out into a harvest field where people that doesn't know Jesus and you're placed right in the middle of that mission field for you to be a witness. But if you forget your mission, you'll just think it's a job that you complain about all the time. But wherever God's placed you right now is your mission field. And I pray that your priority is not just just getting a promotion. I pray that in your praying for a promotion and a pay rise, right along that priority is that you're praying for the people in your workplace that doesn't know Jesus. That God will use you to either bring them to church or to show some kindness and share your testimony of how much God loves you. Because if every single one of us in this room did that, including the pastor, who has also people that doesn't know Jesus that he he knows, if we made that our intention to share our faith in 2024, we, we wouldn't have a building big enough to put people to know Jesus. But I want you never to forget your mission. That when you leave tonight, wherever you go back to your family that doesn't know Christ, when you go back to your work on Tuesday, whenever it is on your neighbours, I want to tell you, there is your mission field. And God has placed on you a ministry. And Paul says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. All things is from God who reconciled to himself through Christ, listen to this, and gave us, who's us? Say me. Say me. Gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Wow. Wow. That breaks fivefold ministry. It goes past fivefold ministry. See, fivefold ministry is just for the body. All of you is for the world. You are God's answer to mission. Did you know that? Because for years, you just thought it's a Sunday morning and we preach the gospel. No, we are to build you up so you can go out and reach people for Jesus and to be witnesses of what God has done in your life. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through Can you say that again? Can we say it again? Can you say it again? Balcony. 
Half, half the balcony. Because as soon as you say us, you took responsibility that you're involved. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Do you know the passion of Donna tonight on seeking the presence of God? It's coming from a desperation to see a church with a passion for Jesus. Who's not lukewarm. Half in, half out. Take it or leave it, Christianity. But a church that's so passionate about God that they will do what is needed to reach people for Jesus. And I want to tell you, there is going to be a church like that. And I hope it's in Northampton because the Holy Spirit is going to move in power in these coming days. Because if he doesn't move in power, we're all in trouble. God is going to move in power. He's going to sweep our nation in power. And his church better be ready to move with the Holy Spirit. So we can bring in the harvest. We're not going to wait four months and then the harvest. Jesus said, look up for it is right now. It is ready. And we have to be ready in our hearts and make sure that we are putting God as number one in our lives and priorities. By all means, have a million other priorities as long as they don't kill or choke the purpose of God and the mandate on our lives as a church. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, I would have loved to preach a bless me up 2024 message. Well, I've asked everybody to stand up and I'm going to ask God to bless your lives abundantly, which I'd love him to do anyway. Give you all that you need financially. Make sure you don't get ill more than twice in a year. Make sure everything prospers in your life. And you know what? You'd have gone, great message, Pastor. Wasn't that an awesome night? But my question would be, Jesus, what did you think about that message? When you look across our world, what would you think about that message tonight? It'd go, it's fine, but it's only half a message. Because you missed the other half out. And that's about our mission. For lost people. So can you stand with me? We've got 15 minutes. Donna's going to come back. Going to sing the new year in. But my prayer is that not only for you, but also for me and for our leadership, for our team, that the Holy Spirit would do a fresh work in us in 2024 that will be supernatural, that will help us rise to the occasion to be ready for a move of God. And I pray that as you leave tonight, as you think about planning your next season, that among all the things that you are dreaming about and all the great goals that you want to go for, please go for them. But please make sure there's a gap, a little bit of room for God's priority to be there. That you will make room for him. And you will be on mission for him. 
My prayer is that you'll have an encounter with God, that his power will transform you from inside out. Holy Spirit, would you help this church on mission? Would you help us, Lord, to reach people that doesn't know you? Would you help every single one of us, Lord, to somehow be some kind of a witness for Jesus to those that we spend most of our time with that doesn't know you? Would you empower us, Lord? And would you, Lord, help us fall in love with you again? So, Father God, we pray for your will to be done in 2024. I do pray, Lord, that you bless your people. I pray, Lord, that you bless them so much, but they can't help but to look for somebody else to bless. Lord, let your name be on the mouth of many, many people that doesn't know you next year. And let us be a vehicle to be used for your glory. Lord, I thank you for every soul that has given and served over the last 12 months. Thank you, Lord, dearly for them. Strengthen them, encourage them, empower them. And Father, God, speak to those people and call them to serve, Lord, those who are not. Lord, let them go to another level in their life on fire for you. Let your fire fall. We ask it in Jesus' name.